Welcome everyone. This is Nichelle Anderson. I'm your host for my podcast show, Surviving Your Journey Towards Success. Thank you so much for joining today. And of course, for this week, uh, for this whole month, actually, here in the United States, we do focus on history, what have you. And particularly, I'm focusing on the power of reading. So I have a wonderful guest. He's returning back. And I really know that y'all enjoyed the conversation that we had last year with his colleague, because I'm still getting those podcasts downloaded. People are enjoying that conversation. So he's back again, Matthew Tullis. Go ahead and um, want to just share what you've been doing. <laughs> we last had that that discussion with you and your colleagues, with the school or anything like that you want to share, kind of start off your interview today. Yeah, thank you very much. But first of all, my regards to all the literacy advocates across the globe. And then I want to take this opportunity to wish them a happy union and that we continue to do our best to make sure that we equip every child across the globe with basic literacy skills. Right. And now on the part of our work, I would say that we have tried over the, the years uh, trying to go from school to school approach and then talking to the children, trying to link literacy as a ladder for them to climb, to become that kind of dream person they want to become in future an accountant that engineer that astronaut that pilot that politician you know mm. that doctor that nurse that teacher so trying to link literacy as a ladder that they need to climb to be able to reach there you know so we have done this thing we have been moving from school to school with our literacy promotion program and then it's something that we are doing we are teaching the children songs we are reading with them we are giving them talks on the importance of reading, importance of books, and all those things. So that's what we have been doing over the years. We we are still going on with our radio discussions, informing the public, asking what they should do, especially on the part of parents, what they should do to promote literacy at home. You know, and then general literacy as a pastor, what you have to do as an assemblyman, what you have to do as a doctor, as a nurse. You know, mm. we have a lot of these stakeholders that must help the lady promotion this thing, but that, is, that has not been the case. So we try to use the radio programs to uh, kind of advocate for change, you know, and that all these stakeholders should play their role so well, so that mm. we'll be able to see uh, the needed change. So that's what myself and my colleagues have been doing uh, over the period. Mm. I love that when you mentioned that y'all doing like radio, because getting on the radio and broadcasting the, the message audibly helps to people to remember just like with music when we hear music particular song over time we remember it even later so that can get into their their mindset and they'll know wait a minute i heard so-and-so said this and he talked about that maybe i should try it can motivate them so i think that's a powerful um, objective that y'all looking into to broadcast the, the music i was told that sometimes we have to hear it several times to hear it before mm-hmm. we actually take the initiative and get it done. So yes, very good sure. uh, with that. Let's talk yeah. about, cause I know we, we're we gonna get into this today. We're gonna lit- literacy and the power of reading, but let's talk about the overall objectives you still associated with the school that they have for this year going in 2022. Is it expand the programs that you have or if you want to kind of elaborate anything that they're looking to get support with, go ahead. Yeah, thank you very much. I'll say that for this year, our very first program for the schools are to do with the upcoming World Read Aloud Day. You know, this year we have selected the 64 schools that we have selected. They will do, they will mark the day on their various school campuses. But then the, 60, uh, the nine schools that we have selected, for them, we we'll have a symposium for them at one venue. So nine schools at one venue and the remaining 64, they will try to mark the day 
on their various school campuses. So we are doing our best. We have tried to send materials, all the materials, the speeches, everything that will be needed for the celebration. We have tried to send to about uh, half of the schools. Tomorrow we'll be sending Sunday. We'll send again Monday. By Monday, all the materials should reach all the schools. You understand? And then on the on the Tuesday, which is the 1st of February, we are going to have story night. Story mm. night. So we have given scripts to advocates across the group to read story aloud, do a video. They'll send to us. We'll put all these videos together. We'll get to a village community in the evening. Then we show all these videos to the, the children. We ask them questions about them. We give them popcorn and all those things. Mm. Then that one just to precede the second program, you know. And then the story night too. We want to, like you have said, this I want to use the power of stories to change the life of right. children, the right. power of stories. So we want to focus more on stories and not just mm-hmm. stories, interesting stories, stories of that have a lot of moral lessons in them. Right. So that when the student, like you have said, they will be thinking about what they have read and heard, and then they will try to effect those changes in their life and they will become mm-hmm. a better person. So this year, we are focusing on the power of stories. I so totally agree with that. Stories are so important because that's like the, here in the United States, we say the bread and butter, but that's the string that leads you to your future, leads to your destiny. Because I like earlier when you said the objective that, that you and your, your team there in Kahana has been doing is trying to link literacy, the importance of reading as a ladder, a ladder to where they need to be. That's such a powerful statement because it is, because if they don't have they don't see an opportunity or a way to climb that ladder, which reading is so important. That's to see, it's hard to get there. So I think that's marvelous that you're saying that yeah, this year, the overall goal was to continue to send resources and speakers and so forth. And then to focus on stories, because if they can connect with a character, that's their, that's their motivation, yeah. you know? Right. Now, what type, when you said the programs and the stories that it itself, let's kind of ask you that direct question when you was growing up. Was there a particular story that you can connect to that you felt that made you to who you are today? If you could share that. Your personal yeah, thank you very much. Uh, you know, uh, this year I read a story mm-hmm. and I read a very interesting story and then they entitled The Day the Vegetables Came to School. Ooh. The Day <laughs> the Vegetable. Very, very interesting story. It's an interesting then, title. Very, yeah, very interesting title, very interesting story. You know, when I read the story to the end, then I realized that it was actually a dream the person had. Get out. Not, yes, not in reality. So the mm. author used a very nice technique of writing. Mm. You know, I was like, wow, this author is very, very intelligent. Yeah. You get a thing. The storyline, you would think that it's a real thing, but then it was a dream the person had. Mm. Seeing vegetables, heading towards to school as he was also walking to school. Wow. You know, and very, very powerful. You know, I was like, wow, what a great, this every day I think I was like, yeah, this person was able to use a very nice technique to put right. a story together. Engaging. And, yes, you know, very, it, even the yeah. title alone is, is, it, is something. Yes, I agree too. And just think when you were saying it and then you said it was a dream to connect that. Yeah. I always like to kind of yeah. look and analyze things, but it's as if the dream was saying several, several messages as if, you know, because vegetables, if you look at that, vegetables are good yeah. for you, you know, exactly. health-wise. You, it can, you also change your moods. You can be more motivated. Yes. Yes. And then to say that you dream that the vegetables went to school, you can connect that 
to say Very that good. you know with you could bags, take, yeah, pens and yeah. pencils holding it, right. walking to school. That's what, that's what he said. To, that's what the father <laughs> said. They didn't even have wow. The whole thing. It's like going to school, doing the best Very that good. you need. That exactly. will that louder that you said reinforces that. That is so cool. That's all I got from what you said. Put that in the description as people want to read it. Okay, so. That's one particular book itself. Now, you mentioned about radio programs, and we're going to get into the next part of the segment, but I want to talk about adult literacy. When the children are listening to any type of audio, or do you see a difference in their ability to grasp learning? Do you agree that like audio or music or something like that can help children to be interested? In? Is that another medium that you think also helps? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it helps a lot. You know, mm. the fact is that it helps a lot. You know, as part of our program, the way we have structured our program is that when we have our, when we have prepared our slide that we use for teaching the children. So when you have our fourth slide, the fifth slide is a video clip. Mm. The seventh, the eighth slide is a video clip or an audio clip. So they learn. Like for instance, when you are giving a, a talk on the importance of reading, by the time you three, you three three importance of reading, the fourth slide is a video, you know, a video relating to somebody's inability to read. Then you link it. You see, if you are, mm -hmm. uh, then then another we bring the entertainment part. We play them songs, they dance, we pause, we go on again. Yeah, so it's so 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 interesting. Sometimes we bring some funny comedy and those things. They watch, they laugh. Then we continue with the, 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 the conversation again. So it's not structured that only text. No, we have the text, we have pictures, we have videos. And songs are a great part of what we do. It makes them so interesting. We say, we want to listen to the song and all those things. You know, uh -huh. so we have structured the thing in such a way that the music component is there, the text component is there, the listening is there. So the child is motivated with the songs. And the songs that the children like are the very songs that we put in the slide. So the son is able to resolve with them. Are you getting the whole thing? And so like you have said, they are key part of the whole thing. And you know that even in promoting early literacy, singing to the children is something key that we have to do. So songs are great listening. And as they begin to listen, they'll begin to sing the words. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then they'll also now want to, now you can also let them write the words that they are pronouncing or they are trying to sing with those songs. You understand? Then the, the whole thing starts from there. Are you getting the whole thing? Uh, they like songs, students like songs, they like play, you know, they like cartoons. So those are the things that we can use to motivate them. Uh, so we, in our program, that's what we have structured our slide. Everything we are doing, we try to put the video part of Even the story night we are going to do, even on the 1st of February, yeah. aside when, they, when we have one or two read aloud, we'll play music for them to dance, they will read, we'll listen to another listen again. That's how we are going to structure the whole slide for that one too. Are you getting the point? Uh -huh. So music's are a great part of what we are doing and we have to continue to play them. Children like music, you know, and then mm -hmm. we have to capitalize on their interest mm -hmm. to get their attention, you know, yeah. for us to pass on our message. So when we make the thing too dry, you will not achieve results. Mm -hmm. But then if you're able to put their interest in whatever you are doing, they will tell you that, oh, when are we having the thing again? Because mm -hmm. they enjoy, they dance, and so, you understand? Uh -huh. Yeah. So that is what have experience on the ground and I that's agree. what i can say about yeah. songs i agree because i think once the, the children has to be connected to something that is fun you know interesting 
particularly very interesting they can connect to and music can stir someone's soul <laughs> and get them motivated to want to focus on what they need in the future and reading is definitely the seed to to start that progress and to do that you got to have all types of aspects to get the child attention and get them interested and focused long enough that they're motivated to even to the music stops or the video stops that you know what I remember that song or I remember that beat let me go ahead yeah. and pick up a book or let me ask someone for help and mm. that's what you need you need those links to get to the lab that you're supposed to be. So that's so fun. I was just smiling when you were sharing that um, because I think that gives the, the child diversity and diversity yeah. helps with interest so they can stay interested. Very good. Mm -hmm. So happy for that. Let me move on to adult literacy. See, I want to talk about that adult literacy. I know you had posted something on Twitter about that and I really yeah. was glad that you done before. That's the one that I caught reading on, on Twitter because I really do feel that that's the generational loop that children can get into because of their household, if their household that they're living in and they're not able to read and you have that whole embarrassment and shameful and whatever the emotions going on with the parents, you know, it can triage over to the child. What do you think, where well, you could just speak on that first an open statement about it. And what do you think that a household of a parent that is struggling with that, how, how could you give them some type of insight? But first, just kind of speak of your thoughts about adult literacy, those that cannot read and they are an adult. Yeah, thank you very much. You know, adult literacy is key to childhood literacy. Mm. Adult literacy is key to childhood literacy. So for us to get the, the desired result, it means that we have to go the best of approach, mm -hmm. okay? So mm -hmm. for us, we have resolved that as soon as we are done with the February program, the World Read Aloud Days program, aside the school programs I'll be doing, visiting school to school, we are going to have a lot of seminars for adults, for parents, you know, where we are going to tell them a lot. We are putting, there's a portion of the brain, you know, the brain, how the brain learns to read, that portion is there, and what they are to do to promote early literacy at home. That component is also, there. so we are going to have the brain part and the early literacy promotion activity, these two components, we are putting a whole big slide together to educate the parents because we have realized that some of them, the person is educated, but he doesn't know what to do as far as early literacy promotion is concerned. He doesn't know. Even if he knows, maybe he knows about 5%. Mm -hmm. So this forum will give us the platform to educate a lot of parents mm -hmm. on the things they have to do, even from the uh, from pregnancy point of view to what they have to do. Right. And that we have the hope that by the child, the child gets to school, to start school, the child should have these basic skills. And we believe right. that if the needed information are given to parents, the strategies, and we leave our contact with them, that anytime they're in difficulty, they could call on us to, to ask questions and then we explain to them. Then if we all do the right thing, it means that all the children that will be getting to school, they'll be good. Mm. And as they are all good, it means that the outcome, the outcome will be fantastic. Are you getting the point? So we have seen that a lot, a lot. Even some of our colleagues, they will tell, oh, Matthias, I don't know that. Even if you are pregnant, you have to read to the, the unborn child. I don't know. Mm. I've heard from the first, you see. So even though the person is educated, he doesn't know. Are you getting the point? So those of us with the information, we have to make sure that we spread it. So it should become a common knowledge. Right. So that if it's common, then it should be common to every household. Mm -hmm. And if every household does that, then 
the result is listen, so we have we have great people coming from each each family every family will have great personality because they are all doing virtually the same thing so all the children should be good so like i would say that that should be the focus so but then if we are not able to achieve that because my worry is that these children that are having reading difficulty and all those things when they are not helped eventually they become parents you know when they become parents mm -hmm. what help will they be able to give to their children Mm -hmm. That's my biggest worry in all this whole thing. What help yeah. would they be able to give to their children? You are not help. You cannot read. Now you are a parent. What help can you give to your child? So that child now will suffer. Mm -hmm. And that child mm -hmm. suffers, has not been helped, you also become a parent. You That's see, a so a cycle. it's a generational struggle. Right. Uh -huh. So so it is, it is important that all of us, from the point of government, the civil society organizations, that because we have to focus more on the adult literacy, you know, and then mm -hmm. if we have to make information free of charge, not that people, they want to charge people before they give information. People want mm -hmm. to organize seminars that they charge a fee, but listen, we are going to do for free. We are not going right. to take one city for anybody. We even print some of the handouts and give to the people for free, but somebody want to charge the people and somebody, because the person also not having the money, cannot yeah. attend such a workshop to listen to this thing. You understand? So life is not about money, money. It's right. about what we can do to help, help the other person. Are you getting the, yeah, one another. So, that's life. Yeah. What you give, you will shall receive. Well, you gave us a lot of goodies, Mathis. I was taking my notes. You know how I like to do that. <laughs> so you gave a lot of goodies, what you just said. And it's going to help people this listening in and want to know how they can change, how they can change it all. And the one thing that I was thinking in my mind when I was writing my notes and you were talking and listen, I was listening to you. The phrase is, I heard like a pastor years ago. He said, sometimes you just get so exhausted and get so tired. You don't know what to do. And you just surround about all of these struggles, but that's part of life. The struggle is what yeah. you approach to it. Yeah. Reading yeah. is like air, yeah. no matter what. You get it yeah. done. And so what came to me, he said, sometimes when you're going through stuff, you're just so exhausted. You don't know what to do. He mm. said, you just say mm. this word. He said, mm. help, <laughs> help. Yeah, those, yeah, uh, I think last year or so, yeah. I, I I came across a comment on Facebook mm -hmm. and then I tried to get in touch with the person. And then finally, the person called. Mm. And I was like, what's the problem? And that she told me that she is an educator and that the child doesn't like to read. Mm. And that, that is trying to bring a lot of conflict between uh, she and the, the child. And I was like, madam, you are going the wrong approach. You know, you don't have mm. to force your child to read to you. It's a wrong thing that you are doing. So if you as an educator, as a teacher, you have to set the pace mm. by reading to your child. Mm. And as you do one, two, three, your child will say, mommy, today you not read, I will read. Mm -hmm. So if you are going the approach, forcing the child to read, you are doing the wrong thing. So you go the other way around. Get interesting stories, rehearse mm -hmm. them, set your questions, call your child, mm -hmm. read to him. You do right. it. Then you call me back. After three, she called, <laughs> hey, there's peace, there's peace at home. Are you getting out? There's peace. Now you say, oh, I want, mommy, I want to read to you. Mommy, I want mm. to read to you. I say, yes. yes. So that, that's an educator. But mm. I didn't know that she is to read to the child. She's mm. expecting the child to start for her. And that brought conflict until she made a post. So this is what I'm trying to say. There are a lot of things that we all do not know. We are all learning every day. So... Everything so you share with your friend, okay, this is, how, this is the best approach. You must yeah. set the pace. You mm -hmm. must be a role model. 
Are you getting the point? Not that come and read. No, you as a parent, you have to start. Then yes. the child copies from yes. you. So and so these are the things that we should all know. We should all know the best approach. And let's all you go have to show that, that is in. You know, for instance, if maybe as an educator, you are talking to your children about reading and they don't see that reading life in you, they don't see you carry books, they have never seen you, maybe sit down there and say, ah, well, they ah, share this person, something. Ah, this thing, they, you understand? Yeah. It should be an example. You understand that? Like a flag. When they right. see you, they should see. And I'm uh-huh, going to show something. I'm going to share something. Um, my childhood is totally, it's very challenging. With the grace of God, I made it out of there. And just to touch on your point, there was no books in my household. There was the parent that I was with wasn't interested in reading, didn't care about reading. It was all just, it was no books. Let me put it that way. And mm-hmm. it was this in me to know that I wanted to read books. So when okay. I did went to school, my teachers gave us, you know, assignments and stuff like that. That's how I was introduced to books through school. And as a little, as a, as a young girl, and as I grew up, I just constantly loved books because that was my way to, to deal with my childhood environment. It was very toxic, but that's what I'm saying to get to the point that I'm trying to make. And what you were saying is that the goal was for the parents to be a model because most of the, the, children are motivated by their parents and what they see and if they don't see it then they're not interested because they're saying well you're not interested and I won't be it's a normal emotion so you have to get them excited so if I had connect to what I saw that motivated me that I knew it was in me to want to read to want to um, you know understand it was my teachers that gave me that gave me that opportunity and I just blossomed from that and it's a blessing so therefore you have to be the motivator have books in your home um like just like um Matthew said and have stories you know you tell a story it could be a short yeah. story and yeah. when you do that you connect the dots because not every child is going to be self-motivated if they don't see it a around them right they don't have it at all but they have it certain times when they go to school you know what I mean and then their friends don't so if you could do it, that will flip the script. Just like Matthews was saying, it's always a way you can connect with the child. You just got to find a, a proper way that the child can naturally connect to it. And by doing that, you can change their mindset. You change their mindset. They're on their path to where they need to be. So I totally agree with what you were saying about that. Let me ask you something else too, as we talk about, there is something else I want to talk to because you've got a lot of goodies that you just said. So I talked about that they should just ask for help. And that's what Matthews was saying with his school and his, his community and with the programs that they're doing. Just saying that. The other thing I wrote some notes when he was talking is that what you could do for those that are listening and want to connect and help is to communicate in a way that you can use the audio as a way to kind of start that step towards remembering the story and that the child can remember that you can remember and then you can come back you could talk about that because I like to give strategies on my podcast <laughs> but that's another way that I got from what he was saying that they're doing and then the other way I guess to just you know connect with the community and pair up I can help too because we got to build a foundation that we are improving that the adults and the parents are learning to read and also the children as well to be motivated. Don't you think motivation is key on Mathis? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Motivation is key in everything. You know, something must spark you. And then right. it also serves like a catalyst, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to bring up results. Are you getting the point? So it's a key component. 
And even you yourself, you have to be motivated. Something must motivate you. Right. You know, because in everything there is stress in it, you know, if you can't depress, you know, you see that you desolate, you don't you don't see the way out. But then something should motivate you to carry on. You know, so motivation is key in life. You know, when there's no strength, motivation will tell you, let's go. Don't be tired. I get you're almost there. You motivate yourself. So it is key in everything that we do. And as far as reading is concerned, the motivation aspect is there. You need to motivate the child. And then that's why we are saying that. You should be a, a cheerleader, okay? The every reading that the child has been able to do, you have to appreciate that. Uh-huh. Don't say, oh, we have not done what you everything. The little the child has done, as far as reading is concerned, you have to be a cheerleader, you know? Leader. So you have to now. Uh-huh. So that is, but some people will not do that approach. And then that is not good. So you have to be a cheerleader. And then you try it, oh, you have done well. We can do better next time and all those things. I get so, to the point. You know? I agree. Because yeah. without motivation, you don't really want to do anything. And with the child, you have to be creative. So I like earlier in the program you had shared with your school and what your associates are doing by creating a diversified type presentation or our engagement of activities so the child yeah. can be motivated. Now, yeah. let's get to this point. I don't want to hold you all so happy that you're reaching out to us from Gahana. And it was late there. Let me get to what I like to ask my guests, which, you know, you've done this before, but now here is 2022. What type of motivational quote or statement that you can share to those that are listening regarding adult literacy? What we've been discussing today, what type of motivation? Could you do some good ones? What do you yeah, have? Yeah, thank you very much. For, for 2020, this, my motivational goal will be that we have to do our best for humanity. You mm. know? Life is not always about making money or work for yourself. You know, Amen. you have to, you know, and as we come to this earth, we should know that there's one day that will be called eternity. And that whatever we're able to do before that call, I get in the whole thing. That is what matters the most. All the properties that we have made, and all those things. your fellow man being like not a family member or maybe somebody writing a different name. And for that matter, there's no need to help the person. I get in the point. Uh-huh. Right. And then we show up. Dedicated, we sure have love towards our fellow. 360, 360 of life. Give, you shall receive. And when you're focusing on the bigger picture and someone else to keep what we know as humanity of of giving, of understanding, of peacefulness, it's about, you know, it's not like you, like you said, it's not about money. It's about the cycle of the nutrients that we need. And that's food, that's connecting with someone else socially, that's brotherhood, sisterhood, whatever you want to say it, no matter what race or what have you, ethnic group, coming as a, as a community, as humans, and to live on this planet and enjoy the, the fruits of it, appreciate it, and also appreciate the, the phases of life to help one another. Um, that's key. Thank you so much for that. Now, this week is basically focusing on the power of reading which you gave us a lot of goodies to think about and understand, also to connect with you. Anyone that's listening is interested in do that with his programs there in Kahana. And WBJ Boys, you know, that's one of my mentors. He was very, he was a pioneer with education and reading and everything. And he cared about the process of, from, you know, the child all the way up to the adult and responsibility. I think that's what me and you were talking about today and to give those that are listening some strategies of how you can move forward and accomplish your goals or help someone else that you know that is struggling with literacy. So the power of reading, I'm going to pose this to you, Mathis, to ask right quick, you answer that. And then for me, if I answer that question, what is the power of reading? To me, the power of reading gives the individual, the person, 
the ability to believe in themselves. So through the stories that have another podcast show Anderson Short Stories and Beyond, I'm telling stories in a way that don't distract, but to motivate, um, to inform and to encourage. And with that, you can do mm -hmm. anything. So to me, the power of reading is also the author that's writing these stories. Like say with W.D. Bruce, he wrote that book, Souls of Black Folk, now over a hundred years. People are still wow. reading his essays. When I was mm -hmm. a column editor at the Harlem Renaissance at Sweet101.com, I, when I came across his books, I just felt, I cried because it was so not just intellectual, but it really touched the soul. And I think that's what you were saying earlier. So to me, with stories or nonfiction articles or what have you, it really store your your mind and your and your your mindset to the way that you can do anything. Yeah. And if you just put your mind to it and you're ducked up that no matter what, you're gonna hold on, you're gonna keep going. That's the power of reading and also that's the power of writing. Cause that's the that's the spirit of giving. When you write and you publish it or you do whatever, you do art, whatever that is. And then another minimum is when you're actually recording it and it's gonna be a song or any type of, you know, audio type thing and people are listening to it. People are engaged with that. So for you, Mathis, if I ask you the question, what is the power of reading? When you say that, what's the power of reading that people can receive? Thank you very much. The, the power of reading, you know, one thing that we are saying is that as people, we need to build reading stamina okay we need to build reading stamina that's why we are saying that to become a lifetime reader is based on developing a very deep love for reading at a very tender age you know so when we are able to achieve this for every child from the one you know then that child become a lifetime reader mm. okay so as that child becomes a lifetime reader that child's achievement in life becomes great Okay, and that in a way contributes or attributes to the power of reading. Okay, then I can say that I'm, I've been able to achieve a lot. I've been able to achieve A, B, C, D through the power of reading or through reading. I get it in the point. So, and then if you see all the great people across the globe, they are made it in life through reading, through education. You know, so if you want to become great, there's no shortcut. Definitely, you have to be a reader. All the great people, the big people, the, the scientists, all those who have made uh, history, then invention, and all these people, all of right. them are readers. Right. You understand? So, so true. That is so very good. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you are a reader, your brain, your mind is mm -hmm. refined, is well refined. Right. And your, 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 your way of life, your perception, you know, perception, is different. You see mm -hmm. life differently. Right. You get in the origin. And I see life from a different angle from mm -hmm. someone who doesn't read. Then you try to connect the dot and you try, oh no, in the next three years, I want to achieve this. And this is how you have to start. Mm -hmm. Then you plan, then you achieve results. You know, so as a reader, it's like you are just refined and then you are a person that will always get results. Mm -hmm. Are you getting the point? So that becomes the power. Of reading, you see that you are you are confident. Totally agree. Power of reading is all of that and above. It's very encouraging. And, which, and now let me just kind of interject too. And I'm asking for those that are writers to focus on writing things that are motivating or positive, that are family oriented, that are forward moving, 
everybody has a different genre, but it would be really nice just to see more stories that focus on the overall objective of, you know, living, being happy, the good things. You know, we need really a lot of more good stories. So yeah. we have a lot of good stories to write because, you know, yeah. even with the music, let's start producing more positive music, not all that I'm gonna say grime or type of um, negativity or inappropriateness. Yeah. We all put it that yeah. way. But more yeah. content that the family can actually sit down, enjoy it, and listen to it. And the lyrics ain't all inappropriate for a child or even adult to hear. Books that that the whole family can read or what have you. That the stories are appropriate. Mm and not vogue or anything like that they are motivating you feel good about it that's when you know it's good content when you leave after you finish reading you feel good and happy about it and something that a child can see and understand you know they can yeah. teach them something so let's yeah. start that's my prayer for 2022 and beyond is to start creating stories that are you know positive forward moving encouraging interesting but not discouraging and negative. We want to encourage readers in reading and writing from the adult to the child. All right. Thank you so yeah, much. Thanks, man. Yes. Yeah. I really yeah. appreciate you stopping by. And everybody, thank you so much for tuning in for my Power of Reading and my other episodes and my show. So I really appreciate everyone. Thank you so much. I hope you have a very good evening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Matthew's, of course, he's always going to come back. He always gives us some good goodies, right? If you want to reach out <laughs> to him, he's on Twitter. He's very active on Twitter. That is the place I would like to say. He did mention he's on Facebook. I have that contact information in the description as well. I'll see everyone in the next one. Thank you. Yeah, thank right. you very much. <laughs> Bye-bye.